Good day, mates, and welcome back to Keeping Up with Craft. I'm Michael Rogg. And I'm Andrew Welch from NY Studio 107. Keeping Up with Craft is a short conversation where we try to help you keep up with the goings on of the craft, CMS, and craft commerce worlds. Um, God, I've forgotten our intro. I think that's our intro. <laughs> it's been too long. Well, good enough. This is actually, um, it's it's 8.30 in the morning here in Melbourne, Australia. What time is it there in New York? It is 4.28 p.m. Truly a global podcast here. Um, it's been pretty quiet on the craft front. Everybody's sort of waiting for the next developer preview of Craft 3. Um, and the folks at Pixel and Tonic have been hard at work on that. Uh, there's been a recent craft commerce update that's dropped in the last couple days. Yep, Mul- multiple currencies. Yeah, so, yeah, multiple currencies, which uh, has been a long-awaited feature in craft commerce. So, what have you been up to? I, I hear that uh, you're doing a little something with AMP. Yeah, so I'm down here uh, in Melbourne for CSS Conf AU, which is now over, and it was, gosh, the m- most fantastic tech event, like JSConf and CSSConf and Decompress here was just the most fantastic set of tech events that I have ever been a part of, Um, just extremely thoughtfully organized, and if you are anywhere in flying distance of Australia, then uh, you need to check out the next CSSConf and JSConf. It was a fantastic event, Um, and I gave a talk on AMP, which is the Google Accelerated Mobile Pages project, uh, which you have also done some writing about recently on your new blog. Everybody go check out uh, the NY Studio blog. We'll link that up. But yeah, so AMP is uh, this project primarily from Google, but in partnership with uh, a bunch of different publishers and platforms, Um, you know, people you've heard of, Twitter and WordPress.com and Vox and uh, New York Times, big platforms and publishers who all have a really uh, vested interest in seeing content on the mobile web get faster. The premise of AMP is basically that um, we know that in order to get engagement on the mobile web, we need things to be really fast. And we have pretty good best practices for making things fast. And therefore, we need to be able to validate when things are fast and incentivize people to make them fast. And Google's answer to that is, uh, is AMP. And it's sort of equivalent to uh, like Apple News or Facebook's instant articles. Uh, yeah, that's why they made it. I mean, they, they created that as a competitor. You know, they, they got their money from advertising. They want to provide a, a good, fast experience for people reading news, and they don't want to lose all that uh, to the walled gardens of Facebook Instant Articles and Apple News. I mean, that's that's one of the big motivations, right? I'm not sure about that. Um, it's hard to to say that without being on the inside of uh, of Google. But I'm going to say it there's anyway. There's many more players <laughs> in the AMP equation than just Google, but they're all highly incentivized to ensure or to build like a, a much faster mobile web. And um, what makes it very different from from Apple News or Instant Articles is that it is an open web standard. Um, right. And so anybody can run an AMP page, and it's uh, an AMP page is an HTML page. Um, 
and you can write it. Or a in, subset of it, an HTML page. Well, it's it's a subset and a superset um, right. a, a, yeah, of it's HTML. Both. It um, uh, you've got a lot of your your native HTML elements, but also there's some custom elements where they've substituted in an AMP element for a normal HTML element, like an AMP image tag in place of a normal image tag. Um, and so you write your HTML, you can load it up in any browser, you could put it at any URL you want, and then they have the, uh, the AMP.js, which is their JavaScript library, um, that comes in and sort of brings these different components to life. And the reason that they give you custom components uh, is so that they can have very tight control over the rendering process of those components. And so um, they are enforcing a lot of the stuff that we've talked about, like on the Craft Podcast in our performance episodes, um, you know, async JavaScript, inline critical styles, uh, content prioritization for above-the-fold content, lazy loading of assets, efficient font loading by not blocking the critical path uh, for rendering, um, DNS prefetching, a lot of a lot of those performance best practices. Um, basically, AMP is uh, giving that stuff to you for free in the background. Um, like the AMP JS just does all of that for you, and then they're also being able to validate and uh, guarantee that you have done those things. Right, and that's the interesting thing. Really, what AMP is is enforcing the thing, the best practices that Google has been recommending uh, via PageSpeed Insights for quite some time. So it's a way for them to, if you want the benefit of being part of the AMP ecosystem, um, now the performance recommendations that we have talked about and that Google has long recommended are now mandatory. And it's not just enforcing them, uh, it's also validating them. Uh, and the validation is really right. really important for AMP because um, the primary purpose of AMP, as I see it, is to help you make your content really fast, but then to be able to guarantee to someone using your content that it meets this baseline level of performance. And the reason that that's important is um, that if you know, if, if I'm a platform, if I'm Twitter, for example... Um, and I see a link, and I see that it has an equivalent AMP page, I know that if I offer that that link to a user, that it will be quick to load. And I know that if I cache that page, it will be cheap to cache. Um, right. And it will be cheap to preload, um, which is especially uh, important you know, in places where network speeds aren't fast or where data is expensive. Um, being able to to validate without actually needing to load a page to be able to validate that it will be fast to load or it will be cheap to cache uh, is is very important. Um, so you may have seen if you're searching Google News um, and you see this sort of carousel at the top of your search results that have the little lightning bolt logo on pages, that's AMP at work. AMP is also uh, being used by platforms. Anywhere that, um, that you're offering a list of links to to your user on a platform and and you need them to load really fast uh, is is kind of a use case for AMP. So um, it's relevant to Craft because, you know, a lot of publishers use Craft. Um, 
and the setup of craft, this, you know, bring your own markup um, mentality of the craft content management system lends itself really well to developing AMP content in parallel to your regular content or to develop your regular content as AMP conformant, AMP powered content. Um, and so you've written an article about that in your blog, um, kind of an intro to what an AMP page looks like and how to set one up. So um, if you are uh, a publisher and uh, either want to check out this platform just as a uh, tool so that you can have these performance freebies without a ton of, um, of dev effort, or if you are a publisher that could take advantage of having your content participate in some of these special experiences that Google has uh, created that, that rely on fast content, um, like the, the news search carousel and stuff like that, then you should definitely be checking out accelerated mobile pages. Yeah, and I, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, one of the fun things about it is that, you know, at, at first when you're approaching it, it's kind of annoying. I can't use the JavaScript that I'm used to using. Um, but it does make you rethink how you're building web pages. Um, and some really smart people uh, designed the architecture of it. So I, I actually found it kind of enjoyable to. Uh, implement stuff using AMP, and I, I still think that um, the competition with Facebook uh, and with Apple is is definitely a big part of what's driving it. Because uh, the advertiser network um, that you can buy into with uh, Google AMP, I think currently there are five, uh, and four of them are owned by Google. <laughs> right. So, I, I mean, I think that that is a small part of it, but who cares? I mean, the uh, fringe benefit of doing all this is that you get to create awesome pages that load really quickly. And the more importantly, the users who are reading your stuff get the benefit of pages that load super fast. Uh, and as more and more people are consuming information only from their mobile devices, uh, this, this is only becoming more and more important. Right. So the AMP ad component, there's um, there's probably, gosh, 50, 60 different um, oh, they've added a bunch of ad networks. And, and they're not they're not by any means all Google. I mean, they've got Yahoo and Genie and Billboard and uh, Double. Well, I think the big, the big takeaway is, there is, though, know, whereas Google has no foothold at all, uh, in the Facebook served instant pages or the Apple News curated uh, pages, uh, at least this way with an open standard, Google can have some piece of it. You know, I mean, maybe um, you could just as easily not. Well, they, use, they just you, you altruistic just... people out there. They're doing this just for the the good of humanity. <laughs> I'm sure it's part of it, but I mean, <laughs> more than they want, uh, I think, ad revenue through their ad networks, because they're going to get ad revenue through their ad networks either way. I think they want uh, a good platform experience when yeah, you are using yeah, yeah, Google. Um, and that's so true. a big problem that AMP solves is, uh, especially on news pages, um, you get this stack up of render blocking, really sh you know stupid uh, ad scripts that just tank the performance yep. of your page. And, and so using the AMP components allows you to still monetize a page but have it be fast because those, right. uh, those 
those add components are sandboxed in the render process so that they can't bugger up the the loading of of your page. So and the the other interesting irony about all of this is that Google provides the Google Tag Manager, uh, which is similar to Adobe Tag Manager. Which when I have gone in there and done performance audits, inevitably the marketing types are just adding in trackers and pixels all over the place. Um, and they you know they're doing their job. They're not aware of the performance implications, but one of Google's own tools allows for that sprawl of advertising and tracking tags that uh, that you just mentioned. So there's a little bit of an irony that, that one of Google's tools has kind of uh, led to uh, a little bit of the mess that they're trying to clean up with AMP. They're taking a very intentional approach to cleaning it up, though. And I, I think, yes. for me, my interest in AMP is less in the AMP spec specifically. Um, I mean, the AMP spec is is just sort of a proof of concept of this premise that we should incentivize fast content by validating right, that right. it's fast and then allowing it to participate in some of these special uh, contexts. Um, my interest in AMP is really more in the, uh, aside from being able to offer my clients participation in this, this spec, um, I'm really interested in the underlying design decisions. Uh, and the guys who are working on, on the AMP project are just super smart in this area. And if you look at some of the stuff that they're doing under the hood, if I were Google, um, I think the the logical next step would be to say, okay, AMP kickstarted this, but let's figure out how to validate and incentivize fast content without needing a spec for it. And from that standpoint, um, and in the interest of, I just like fast web pages, um, looking at the design decisions behind AMP and uh, and applying them just across the board is is where my interest is. So uh, you've got a blog post about AMP on your blog. You've also been uh, I mean you've been blogging up a storm. You've blogged about multi environment configs. You've blogged about image optimization. Um, so if you haven't already checked out, I'm a professional blogger now. Andrew's new blog. I've yeah, given up I development. Mean, I'm just I'm just a professional blogger. You've been on fire, dude. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll link your your blog up because you got some some good stuff going down in there. Um, the other thing that we wanted to shout out today is Soulspace Freeform, uh, which is not right. like brand spanking new, um, but I think a lot of folks haven't got a chance to check it out yet. And uh, if you are doing forms on your craft website, then it is a plugin that you need to check out. If you um, used Freeform for Expression Engine, then you know uh, just how powerful and customizable and user-friendly uh, Freeform is. And... Uh, of course, Freeform for Craft is even more so. Yeah, and they did a fantastic uh, job with that. I, I have not admittedly actually used it, but I have checked it out and looked at some of the stuff they provided. They provided API access to MailChimp and uh, at Campaign Monitor and a whole bunch of other really nice stuff. Yeah. Well, all right. It's breakfast time, and then I'm off to see some kangaroos. Um, so- be careful of those kangaroos. I'm serious. Like They can actually mess you up. Yeah, and by the way, if you're in the Melbourne-ish area, then uh, definitely check out the Melbourne Craft CMS meetup, um, which I will be at this coming Thursday. Um, and speaking of meetups, I saw that a, a Toronto meetup is going on as well. So uh, I guess no matter where you are, check out the uh, community page on the Craft website. 
and get yourself to a meetup because there's more and more of those. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the Melbourne Craft CMS crowd uh, later this week. So I'm jealous. I wish I was down there with you. Well, I wish you were down here too. We'd have some Bundaberg rum, you know? Dude, I'm, I'm learning all my strayisms, like mozzies and sunnies and brecky and just shorten everything and add ies to the end that's how to speak australian is you just shorten all the words and add ie anywho um thanks for listening um to our latest keeping up with craft you can find us on itunes uh subscribe we would really love for you to give us a review if you like what we're doing actually you can give us a review whether you like it or not just give us a review because reviewing podcasts is fun uh, you can also find us online at keepingupwithcraft.com. Andrew, good to talk to you, man. You too, man. Enjoy your time down there. Thanks, and uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.